Welcome to the Snowboarding Podcast, All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding. I'm Chris Rogers. And I'm Nick Alfieri. This is the podcast where myself and Chris talk about all the life lessons we've learned from snowboarding, not just the good ones, but some of the struggles we've had along the way. So please stay tuned for this week's episode. Welcome back, and we're here for episode 20. Yes, we are. Oh, oh my God, Chris. Wow, you sound so clear. I can hear your voice so well. Weird. It's almost like we got brand new headsets. Yeah. (laughs) And recording with proper microphones now. Yeah, it's funny. Um, It's nice we finally got headsets. However, we do look kind of (laughs) strange talking to each other with these these nerdy headsets on, but I think it's going to be good. You mean a little more strange than normal? True. Yeah. Yep. A little bit stranger than normal. <laughs> yep. It's better than us being hunched over the laptop, though, like we usually are trying to talk to each other and speak into the microphone on the laptop. So hopefully this, this sounds a lot better than, than the last ones. Yeah. You guys will have to let us know if this sounds better. For the last 19 episodes, we've been recording just with a built-in microphone in the MacBook Yeah. and, uh, and finally got around to upgrading to some better audio hardware. I, I can tell you that I was impressed with the MacBook microphone right off the bat but even just playing around with these i think this is going to be great we're official official so what are we getting into this week chris so this week's episode is going to be all about receiving feedback this is another of the topics that's come up a couple of times we talked about it a bit on the emotional intelligence episodes uh, and just the value of receiving feedback and and how that's a life lesson we've both learned through our careers as instructors yeah i think one of the hardest things can be receiving feedback and the instructors who I notice do well or the people in general in life who do well they're good at receiving feedback I know there's times when I have been good at it and there's times when I've been really bad at it and the times I notice when I'm good at it I get a lot of information I get a lot of value out of it so the skill of receiving feedback regardless of of whether you agree with it or not there's a skill to receiving it totally agree. I think receiving feedback is one of the things that most of us learn as adults uh, that can be a little bit difficult. You get positive or, or critical feedback in your job and your work from uh, people that you're friends with or work with or in relationships with. It's, it's a whole different world of feedback as you kind of become an adult, I think, and, and enter the real world uh, than, than in your teenage years and, and in high school and college. Yeah. Um, and and that, that concept of putting yourself in a place to receive feedback and then how to process and deal with that feedback is a huge life lesson to learn. Can you think of any times where you've not received feedback well? Yeah, I can. (laughs) I can totally think of times (laughs) when I haven't received feedback well. I remember when I didn't pass my level two the first time. I I was pissed and sad and embarrassed and I didn't use that opportunity to really take that feedback in. I didn't think about how it how it could make me better because I was like, I don't agree with this. I'm over it. I'm done. And I definitely should have agreed with it because I was just in a state not to be ready to take the feedback. So so learning to take it as I got older and older, and I still sometimes am in a bad place to take feedback depending on my emotional state, you know? Yeah, being ready for feedback. And, and I think that's one of the benefits to asking for fee- for feedback is you're kind of putting yourself in that mental state of, okay, now I'm going to receive feedback. So you're almost preparing yourself for receiving that feedback. But even then sometimes, uh, you know, it, it can be really difficult to receive harsh feedback, critical feedback, or feedback closely tied to something that you're passionate about or, or is part of your profession. Yeah. I think, I think taking feedback, regardless of whether you agree with it or not though, is, is awesome. 
Like you, you need to take it. And, and the important piece with feedback is regardless of whether or not you agree with it or not, that's that person's perspective. And that's, it's great to hear people's perspectives and you need to, you need to go out and seek out feedback from people as well, because more likely than not, it's, it's easy to get positive feedback. When you do something well, everyone tells you, right? No one wants to be the person who goes, actually, you know what? I didn't like that. I didn't think this was that great. And you should really do this differently. You got to seek out the, the feedback because otherwise you'll just, you'll just hear positive stuff more than you actually hear maybe real negative stuff. Yeah. I think often and often because of that, the feedback we receive in person can often be positive and yeah. the feedback we receive anonymously via survey or via yeah. some kind of feedback form. That's when you're going to get a lot of that more critical feedback. People aren't necessarily comfortable sharing, sharing harder, harsher feedback sometimes. And so, yep. um, you know, you can like end a day thinking that you just had this great day of, of clinic leading or great day of teaching. And it's not until weeks later that you get the, the comments that say, well, I wasn't happy about this or that, or this could have been done better. Or, you know, you sucked at this. Um, and yeah. that can be really hard, hard way to, to receive that feedback. Yeah. I think when we talk about the title of this episode being how to receive feedback, the number one thing is to try to take emotion out of it. Like I always notice when when feedback is received poorly is when there's a certain emotion attached to it, whether it's like overexcitement or like anger and sadness. Either way, you know, like th that feedback, I try to strip some of the emotion out of it and just really think about, I guess, I guess what it actually is and, and not get attached to that feedback either. Like if it's a negative piece, I'm like, yep, you're right. I did do that poorly or, or you think I did that poorly. That's your opinion. So I believe that that's the way you feel. Um, I'm going to think about what I can do better in that situation. And same with the positive feedback. You, a lot of times when you get positive feedback, you're like, yeah, I'm the best. I'm the greatest. You know, I'm always going to be awesome, but you've got to strip it out and, and think about it directly at, about the instance it's related to. I think one of, one of the tactics I've learned for receiving feedback is to simply say, thank you for that feedback. It doesn't matter whether yeah. it's positive. It doesn't matter if it's correct, if it's something that you did wrong, if it's correctional, if it's someone's perception. Um, and it's, and I don't remember, I'll have to look up where that comes from. Um, if it's one of Carol Dweck's things or yeah. it's somewhere in that realm of, of kind of, um, like ways to, to, for self-improvement ways to, to get better at receiving feedback. If you just, kind of strip the emotion out of it like you just said and just say thank you for that feedback yeah you're you're taking that emotion out of it you're taking your natural inclination to be defensive about that feedback uh, and it's just a really good practice to put, put yourself into doesn't matter if it's positive doesn't matter if it's negative thank you for that feedback and what that's doing is recognizing that for that person like it might be their perception but that perception carries a, a piece of reality yeah. And so when we get defensive and say, oh, I didn't do that, or that wasn't what I was trying to do, or, you know, you try to immediately go into explaining things instead, recognizing that that was their real perception of what happened and saying, thank you for that feedback. And then you can go into, you know, how you might be able to work on things in the future, like how you might process that. But it, it, it takes it off the table for a little bit. You're able to say, thank you. I appreciate you giving me that feedback, which gives you, um, some, some it shows that you're willing to accept feedback 
Yeah. It makes you more approachable for feedback in the future. Yeah. And it gives you the space and time to think about how you might improve on that. Yeah. You just brought something up for me that I think is an important part is, especially with feedback you might not agree with or a negative feedback. You, the first step being saying thank you for that feedback and then ask follow-up questions. You've got to be really good at not attaching yourself emotionally to it, but hey, so this was your feedback. How how do you think I could have done that differently? Um, was there anything before that you feel led to this? Asking follow-up um, and like expansive questions on that feedback is a great opportunity. It's sometimes we get stuck in this like, yep, okay, cool. Thank you for that feedback. Follow it up. I think one of the most important things that that does is create the sense that you are approachable for feedback. When we immediately go to defensiveness and say, like kind of argue that point, what that person just learned from you was I tried to give them feedback and they just fought with me about it instead. And so what are they going to say the next time that they want to give you feedback? Oh, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to say it to somebody else or I'm going to put it in a, in a survey instead of approaching that person. That person's not approachable for feedback. And I think um, it's important that, especially as trainers and as instructors, that we put ourselves in places where we're receiving that feedback because that's how we're going to grow. Uh, and, and I think oftentimes in ski school locker rooms and in, in, in this profession, people are very aware of performance-based evaluations and, and can be hypersensitive to feedback. And one of the ways that you get less sensitive to feedback is to get more of it, to put yourself in those positions where you're going to get feedback more often. And then maybe you're not as afraid to get that negative feedback when it comes. If, if you live out of that place of fear where you're like, Oh, if I get negative feedback, I'm going to get fired. And you're always worried about what that negative feedback is going to be. You're constantly going to be on that defensive side. Whereas when you learn to to seek feedback and you're getting positive feedback, negative feedback, and you're able to take that negative feedback and figure out why that person perceived you as not meeting their expectations that day. Now you've got something you can do to make yourself better and hopefully improve yourself as an instructor, as a trainer, as a, whatever that role is Yeah. so that you can do better and get more positive feedback in the future. Yeah. I think having a group of people that you trust their feedback, you trust that they'll be honest with you and cultivating that within your friend group, your peer group is really important. You know, like I know there's certain people, like I feel like there's a group of people that I have that whenever it's we're leading events together or it's something, I'll ask for feedback and we just have an agreement that it's always going to be honest. And hey, I don't like the way you did this. I do like the way you did this. I don't like the way you did that. Here's how I would have done it differently. And so cultivating that group, I want to say honesty or group of friends that speaks in reality about your feedback that's important to to being able to do that and the more the more you do that like you said you'll you'll get maybe desensitized but like just used to being able to take that feedback because you might have a knee-jerk reaction to be emotional but you need to get over that do you think it's just as do you think it's easier to receive like true not just like oh that was sick but like true positive feedback versus like critical feedback? Do you think it's easier to receive one or the other? What do you mean true positive versus critical? Like 
somebody comes and like and and sits down with you like one on one and is like, hey, this was really this was really good. This like I really appreciate the way you did this and like oh. goes through like some really positive like kind of spotlight feedback. Yeah. Versus like somebody that's really unhappy with you giving you some like critical feedback. Do you think it's easier to receive one of those or the other? Yeah, the critical feedback for me is harder to receive. Is it? Yeah, for you? I think sometimes like there's been a couple of times where I've been really caught off guard with with positive feedback that sometimes I don't know how to how to deal with that. Like I feel like when you I, I feel like I've done I feel like I've really sought out feedback in the last few years and I think often we are working on self-development and we're seeking out that more critical feedback because yeah. we're trying to make ourselves better. Yeah. And I was down in uh, in Southern District last week, actually leading some some training, and they were just so appreciative. Uh, and and one of the clinic attendees was like almost in tears, telling me how much of a difference this clinic had made, and it made me feel incredibly uncomfortable. And it was just this like huh. being put on us in in the spotlight in front of a bunch of other people. And, and I don't know what it was, but it made it really difficult for me to receive that positive feedback. Interesting. Um, and, and it's just, it was just something I was thinking about on this topic of receiving feedback is, yeah. is it can be difficult to receive praise sometimes. I, I think for me, at least, I don't know about everyone, but yeah, it's, I guess maybe one thing I can think that is sort of like that for me is I hate getting positive feedback for something that I feel like I did poorly on, especially, especially like, like, Oh yeah, that, that was really awesome. That was that. I'm like, man, I know that wasn't good. Like I, I know that that really wasn't good and I could have done that a lot better. And I, I totally like if, if I get any sort of positive feedback about something that I feel like I did negatively on, I don't want to hear it. I don't even, I don't ask follow-up questions about it. I, I don't do any you of think that You think it's stuff. just like, like, it's that smoke getting blown up your ass kind of. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And like, I question, I question the, how genuine it is maybe, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes I just get so upset because I didn't do things the way I want. It didn't come out the way I wanted it to be, but maybe I'm missing out on a learning experience. Maybe I should ask a follow-up question and say, okay, cool. Well, why was it so good? Tell me why. And okay, if that piece was good for that person, maybe I can do more of that in the future to have an overall better result. It sounds to me in that, that it's probably that you have a higher level of critical observation of that experience than the attendee. Like it might not even necessarily have been disingenuine, right. but you had a higher standard than they did. Yeah. Their standard was met. They were excited. Yeah. And Your standard was wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Feedback's a funny one. Feedback is a funny one, but I, I do think that being able to, because then like what I just said, strip the emotion out of it. I wasn't able to strip the emotion out of myself to receive that feedback. I think that's the most important thing is to be able to look at it without that logically and just take that in for what it is. So I think one of, one of the key skills in learning to receive feedback is vulnerability. And going back to some of our emotional intelligence yeah. episodes, talking about being vulnerable, being vulnerable is difficult in our industry. Not many people want to be vulnerable, like truly, like, and you have to be to receive feedback. And so I, th- I think, you know, in the top, on the concept of like how we improve our emotional intelligence, how we get better as people, as instructors, putting ourselves in those vulnerable situations and saying like, Hey, I'm looking for feedback. Yeah. That's a step towards being vulnerable and 
if you then respond by not being approachable and get defensive right away, you're, yeah. you're stepping out of that. But to be willing to take that feedback means being vulnerable. And I think that's a huge skill. And, and I think that's something, I think it's something that's difficult in our industry. And I think it's the people that are the best at what they do in our industry are yeah. able to allow themselves to be vulnerable to some extent yeah. within what we do. Yeah. I, the people who can't receive feedback well are the people who are not okay being vulnerable. That's, that's, that's a great point. Like that's to me, those two things are really closely related. Practicing vulnerability is huge. Isn't it? Brene Brown, if you're looking for a really cool thing on Netflix, she has, I forget if it's called the power of vulnerability or it might just be called vulnerability or something like that. But she's linked a bunch of stuff about a person's ability to lead is directly attached to and correlated to their willingness to be vulnerable. And it's, it's, I think it's really awesome that you bring that up because if the more vulnerable you're willing to be, the more you're willing to accept feedback if it's not positive. And, and this, I just think this is one of those topics that so highlights the title of our show. All I really need to know, I learned from snowboarding. Yeah. Like these are things that you learn going through the cert process. You, you're going to have to learn to be vulnerable. You're going to have to learn to be vulnerable at some point in your cert process. At some point you're not going to yeah. have success and you're going to have to learn if you want to move forward, you're going to have to learn how to take that feedback and move forward. You talk about yeah. your first, your first fail. My mine was very similar. Um, when I didn't pass my, my full cert originally, yeah. I, it's it's tough you're feeling your ego bash up against something yeah. that you didn't achieve and you've got a choice there are you going to be vulnerable and learn from it or not and i think i think the people that are successful in our industry learn to be vulnerable or have already learned how to be vulnerable and are then that's a skill that you can take into the rest of your life i mean it's such an important skill for being a leader for being a clinician for being a trainer for being a good instructor and for all sorts of roles outside of what we do yeah, snowboarding taught me to be vulnerable. 100%. For sure. And and I feel that in other parts of my life, the the willingness to be vulnerable, not know what I'm doing, think I know what I'm doing and in fact turn out turns out that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know that I th I feel like snowboarding taught me that going through the cert process and all that. So, dude, I think that's great. I mean, I don't, I don't really have too much to add. I think that's a wrap for this week's episode. Yeah. Uh next week our episode is going to be coming out right before Valentine's Day. Yeah, and we might have a special Valentine's Day topic. A special <laughs> Valentine's Day topic. We've had a few requests to talk about relationships in the ski and snowboard industry. And and I think that goes beyond just romantic relationships, but friendships. Yeah. Um, work relationships. Yeah. Family. Yeah. Um, and, of course, love life. Um yeah, relationships in the ski and snowboard industry. I think we're going to dive into that next week. Yeah, cool. I'm excited. Great. Well, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. As always, if you have any questions or comments or concerns, please email us at learnedfromsnowboarding at gmail.com. Thanks so much. All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding is a podcast by me, Nick Alfieri. And me, Chris Rogers. If you have thoughts on this week's episode, we'd love to hear from you. You can continue the conversation with us and other listeners on our Facebook page. You can also email us questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to discuss at our email address, learnedfromsnowboarding at gmail.com. If you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe, write a review, and help others find our show. Thanks for listening.